This is an exciting time of year. We are so thrilled stepping into Christmas. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's great to see all of you here on site and welcome to those of you who joined us online from across the city and across the nation of Canada, even around the world. We're going to celebrate communion at the end of the service. So if you're watching online, we invite you to get some crackers or bread and some juice ready. Well, today I want to take you to part three of our Christmas sermon series that we're calling Christmas Has a Name. And we're taking a close look at the names of Jesus that are found in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful and Counselor and mighty God, an everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And then in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we learn that he is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Well, for a few moments today, I want to explore the great name of Jesus, mighty God. And very briefly today, I want to share with you 10 things about this, 10 things that I saw in this passage of Scripture that I believe is going to encourage us, I believe, is going to speak life to us. The first thing I want to share is that Isaiah chapter 9 was written at a time when Israel was so stuck under the Assyrian rule and oppression. Because the nation of Israel and God's people had pushed away from God and said, God, we don't want you, we don't need you. God allowed the Assyrians to invade Israel. And now God's people were under the Assyrian rule, the Assyrian oppression. Every day they would get up and the Assyrians were in charge of them and they were stuck and they were in need of a deliverer. They were in need of some help. And that's the context of this scripture. Number two, it's in this context that Isaiah, under the inspiration of Holy Spirit, looked ahead some 700 years. And he prophesies about a deliverer coming and goes on to declare who Jesus will be. Under the inspiration of Holy Spirit, Isaiah prophetically looked into the future. And he saw Jesus who would deliver mankind from the sins of the world, from their sins. And he began to declare who this deliverer Jesus would be. That he would be wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. I want you to note number three, that the Hebrew name that's been translated here, mighty God, is an ancient Hebrew name, El Gabor. Boys and girls, young people, young adults, adults, on site, online, can we lift our voice together and say El Gabor? Come on, let's say it together. One, two, three. El Gabor. Now, I don't want to take you back to school, but I need to give us a grammar lesson today. We got to talk about nouns. We got to talk about adjectives. Remember nouns? Remember adjectives? And I think I need to just share this so that this could come more to life for us today. And this is number four. El is the prominent dominant name. It's the noun. And it's the shortened form of an ancient name for God, Elohim which is the most common name used for God in the Old Testament. And it's mentioned firstly in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And when it is used, El, the short form of Elohim, it always means the mighty 
one. Every time El is used in the Bible, it means the mighty one. Now, I know it's been translated mighty God, but in the ancient Hebrew, they would start with the prominent name, the, the dominant name, and it's the noun God. So in Hebrew, it doesn't start with Gibor, it starts with El. And El is short form of Elohim, the most common name for God. And any time that short abbreviate El is used, it always means the mighty one. Number five, Gibor is the second word in the phrase El Gabor. And it's an adjective. And it modifies, it describes El, and itself means mighty. It means strong. It means powerful. Anytime the word Gabor is used in the Bible, it always means mighty. It always means strong. And it always means powerful. So number six, literally, when I say in 9-6, what it really is saying, and he will be called the mighty, mighty one. When you say the Hebrew name El Gabor, you are really saying the mighty, the mighty one, the mighty, mighty God. Number seven, when you look deeper into the Hebrew word Gabor, it's interesting, and I studied this in the ancient Hebrew this week. I discovered that it describes one who magnifies himself or one who behaves boldly or one who behaves audaciously. And so we've learned today that El means the mighty one. We've learned today that Gibor means powerful. It means strong. It means mighty. And together it means the mighty, mighty one. And we've learned today that when you scrape deeper, it, it speaks of one who magnifies themselves, one who behaves boldly, one who behaves audaciously. Now, let me take you number eight on a journey for a few moments through some scriptures. Because the Hebrew word Gibor which means mighty or strong or powerful. We will learn today that it's a word that is commonly used in the Old Testament for the heroes, for the warriors, for the champions, the heroes, the warriors, the champions of war who fought valiantly in the battlefield. And when you put it in the plural, we, we call them the Geborim or the, the mighty man or the mightiest man. And so the ancient Hebrew word Gabor speaks of the mighty champion warriors who fought valiantly in the Old Testament. Let me share with you some of them in the Bible. The first one is mentioned in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. It says that the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. They were the heroes. They were the Geborim of old, the men of renown. They were giants. They were champions. They were heroes. They were warriors. They were a Geborim of the day. We learn in Genesis chapter 10, verse 8, that Cush was the father of Nimrod. You remember Nimrod? And Nimrod became a mighty warrior. Nimrod became a Gabor. Nimrod became a hero. Nimrod became a champion on earth. You come to Joshua chapter 1, and God is calling his people to cross the Jordan. And in verse 14, he said, your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting man, the Geborim, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of you, fellow Israelites. God called the mighty man of battle, 
to lead the Israelites over the Jordan, the Gaborim. In Judges chapter 11, verse 1, we read of Jephthah, the Gileadite. He was a mighty warrior. Jephthah was a Gabor. His father was Gilead, and his mother was a prostitute. You come to 1 Chronicles chapter 11, and you read about David's mighty man. We read about David's Gaborim. Let me read this to you, verse 10, down to verse 14. These were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors, or Gaborim. They, they, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land, as the Lord had promised. This is the list of David's mighty warriors, or David's Gaborim. The first one is Jashabim, a hackmite, the chief of the officers. And the Bible says he raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed in one encounter. He was a Gabor. He was a champion. He was a warrior. He was a hero. Verse 12, we read of next in was Eleazar, the son of Dodai, the Aohite, one of the three mighty warriors, or Gaborim. Verse 13, he was with David at Pasdaman, where the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a place where there was a field full of barley, the troops fled from the Philistines. But verse 14, they took their stand in the middle of the field and they defended it. And they struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. And very briefly, I've given you some examples of some of the Gabor, some of the mighty man, some of the mighty warriors, some of the heroes in the Old Testament. Now, let me take you back to our text, and I think it's going to come together. I want to read to you Isaiah 9, verse 1, down to verse 5. We read it over the past few weeks, but I think this is going to bring it together. Let me take you to verse 1. Nevertheless, there'll be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Remember, the Assyrians had invaded Israel. The Assyrians had now brought God's people under oppression and rulership, and they're stuck. He said, in the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, which is the northern area of Israel where those two tribes landed, which were invaded first by the Assyrians. Now Gentiles were stepping into Israel's land. Gentiles were non-Jewish people. The Assyrians had invaded Israel and they invaded Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But watch this. In the future... He will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan. He gets very geographical. Now, hold on to this nugget of truth. Geographically, in that exact area is a valley. And there is a town, and it's called Megiddo. And there in the city of Megiddo, in the valley of Megiddo, according to Revelation 16, will take place someday the battle of Armageddon. I'm going to come back to that in a few moments. Look at verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Verse 3. You have enlarged the nation. You've increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. Now watch this. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. Isaiah, when he starts building up to declaring who the great deliverer Jesus would be, he speaks in terms of warriors. This is not the Hebrew word Gabor. It's another Hebrew word, but he's giving the terminology of a warrior. Look at verse 4. I love this. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, 
You have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor. I want you to think back when God's people came under the Midianite oppression. You might remember in Judges chapter 6 that the Midianites invaded God's people. And the Midianites came in and ravished their land and ravished their crops. And and there was a man named Gideon in Judges chapter 6 who was in a wine press underground threshing the wheat. I'll come to that in a moment. Verse 4. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you've shattered the yoke that burns them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Verse 5. Every warrior's boot, there it is, terminology of a warrior, boot used in battle, every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Now I want to share with you a verse from Judges chapter 6 verse 12, which fits into the theme of mighty God, fits into the theme of Gibor, a warrior, a hero, a champion. Because in Judges chapter 6 verse 12, as, as, as the Midianites are invading God's land, ravishing the crops, destroying the land, Gideon is in the wine press, threshing the wheat, feeling so low, so insecure, and so discouraged. What does God call him when he speaks to him? Look at the screen. Judges chapter 6, verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you. Gabor, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I want you to see today that God, under the inspiration of Holy Spirit, is shaping the words of Isaiah. Isaiah wasn't speaking his own thoughts. Isaiah was building a theme. Isaiah is talking about Gabor, and he uses the illustration of Gideon. But then he begins to declare that 700 years after the Assyrians invade God's land, Israel, Naphtali, and Zebulun, and invades the land 700 years later, a baby is going to be born in a manger, and God is going to come to earth. The son of God is going to arrive on earth and he's going to be the great deliverer. He's going to be the great Gabor. He's going to be the El Gabor. He's going to be the mighty one. Come on, Whitville. He's going to be the deliverer of the deliverer of the deliverer of the deliverer to set mankind free from their sins. The ninth thing that I want to share with you, and I'm going to bring this together Jesus is not just a Gabor. Church, he is our El Gabor. He makes all other champions, all other heroes, all other warriors look like toy soldiers in comparison. Amen. I want to take you back to Megiddo. And I want to declare that someday Jesus is coming back for his church, for his people. Anybody, anybody on site or online excited that Jesus is coming back someday, someday. The Bible says we'll be caught up in the air. We will meet him and we will be with him forevermore. But at the end of the seven year tribulation, 
The mighty El Gabor Jesus is coming back with his church and a battle's going to be fought in Megiddo by the Sea of Galilee. Right there where we read in Isaiah chapter 9, he's going to come on a white horse, hallelujah, and he is going to bring victory and the church won't have to fight the battle because Jesus, the El Gabor, is going to bring the victory in the climatic battle in the valley of Armageddon. Jesus, the El Gabor, is the mighty one. Somebody give a clap offering of praise to Jesus today. I want to read to you some verses, Psalm 24, 7 and 8. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up your ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. The psalmist says, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is David talking about? El Gabor, the mighty, mighty one, our God almighty. Let me read you Isaiah chapter 10. Oh, I'm stating the obvious. Isaiah 10 comes after Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9 is our text, verse 6. But you come to the next chapter. I love it. Verse 20 and 21. In that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. I love verse 21. A remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob will return to the El Gabor, the mighty one. Oh, I love it. Isaiah 42, verse 13. This is one of my most favorite verses in the entire pages of God's word. Isaiah said, the Lord will march out like a Gabor, a champion, like a warrior, a Gabor. He will stir up his zeal with a shout. He will raise the battle cry and he will triumph over his enemies. Amen. I want to invite you to declare that verse over your stuck situation. I want you to declare that verse over your disease. I want you to declare that verse over your challenge, over your mountain, over your problem, over your difficulty. I want you to declare that the El Gabor Jesus is our champion, amen. He's going to stir up his zeal with a shout. He's going to raise the battle cry and triumph over his enemies. Come on, let's put a little pause right now and give a little loud clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Almighty. In case you think it's in isolation, Jeremiah 10, 6, no one is like you, Lord. You were great and your name is mighty in power. El Gabor. Jeremiah 20, verse 11, but the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. Oh, isn't that a good word today? I don't know what you're walking through, but El Gabor is with you. The Lord is with me, Jeremiah said, like a mighty warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. I don't have time to explain it, but Jeremiah was in the low of the low and the depths of the depth and the discouraged of the discouraged. And God gave him a word that the Lord, the El Gabor is with him. And some of you, you're discouraged. Some of you are down. Some of you are depressed. Some of you are feeling so low. Some of you are ready to give up just like Gideon in the wine press. The El Gabor Jesus is with you today. He was with you yesterday. He's with you today and he's going to be with you tomorrow. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. The Lord is with me like a warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their honor will never be forgotten. Zephaniah 317. This is another favorite verse of mine in God's word. The Lord, your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, the, the mighty Gabor who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Amen. I want to take you quickly in the New Testament. Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Why? Because he is the El Gabor. The El Gabor came to die for our sins. The El Gabor came to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoner, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Let me put it together. Jesus, the El Gabor, Jesus, the mighty, mighty one, came to save us and set us free from our sins. And El Gabor was placed on a cross, and the Romans thought that it was finished, but they put him in the grave. And on the third day, up from the grave, he arose. And I want to declare, El Gabor, Jesus is not dead. El Gabor, Jesus is alive. El Gabor, Jesus can set you free, amen. El Gabor, Jesus is the mighty, mighty, mighty warrior, the mighty champion. Come on, Winfell. He's the champion. He's the warrior. He's the one who sets us free. As I wrap up this brief message, number 10, Jesus, the promised mighty warrior of Isaiah chapter 9, 6 is present today to get you and I unstuck and to give us freedom. Amen. And I want the worship band and team to come. And I just want to share with you a final story. And it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. You know it. It's the story of David and Goliath. How many of you boys and girls remember David? Come on, boys and girls. Remember David? Remember David? David and Goliath. Goliath is a giant. Goliath is so large. And David is just a shepherd boy. And he's bringing some food to his brothers. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 verse 4 that there was a champion named Goliath a Gabor named Goliath who was from Gath and he came out of the Philistine camp and his height was six cubits in a span. He's over nine feet tall. And every day this Gabor, every day this giant, every day this warrior, every day this, this champion would get out and taunt, taunt God's people. He would come out of his tent and he would stand on the edge of the hill and he would taunt God's people. He would taunt them. This Gabor would taunt them. And David said, I, 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 I want to go fight him. And Saul put on his armor and 
gave him a sword, gave him some equipment, and it didn't feel right, and he took it off, and he said, I don't want to do this. I just want to go with my slingshot. I want to go with five stones, but I want to go with my Algebor. I want to go with my Algebor. Come on, Woodville, get on your feet for this. I don't think you can range seated for this. If you're right here in the auditorium, stand. If you're watching online, stand. Because you come to Isaiah 17, verse 45 and verse 46, David said to the Philistine Gabor, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the El Gabor, the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down. I'm going to cut off your head this very day. I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds, to the wild animals, and to the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Come on, give a little clap offering of praise to the Lord God. Now let me bring this together. El is the short form of Elohim. The most common name for God. And anytime El is used in the Old Testament, it means mighty one. And we've learned that Gibor means strong, powerful, or mighty. And so when, when Isaiah declared that he's the mighty God, he's declaring that he's the mighty, mighty one. And we've learned that Gabor speaks of the champions, the warriors, the heroes in the Old Testament who fought valiantly in the fields. And when you scrape deeper, it speaks of one who magnifies himself, one who speaks audaciously or boldly. Now that I say that for a reason, because I think it's time that the church gets out of the tent and faces the giants that are up against them and speaks audaciously and boldly that Jesus is our champion. Come on, Whitvale. Jesus is our mighty warrior. Jesus is our El Gabor. I think it's time that the church gets out of the tent and begins to taunt the enemy and says, my God is bigger. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am not walking in defeat. I am walking in victory because I worship the El Gabor, the mighty one, the mighty one. Come on, Whitville, give a clap offering of praise to the Lord God. He is the mighty one. Pastor Brad, worship singers, would you sing? And Whitville, would you lift your hands, whether you're on site or whether you're at home, and let's worship together the mighty one, the El Gabor. Let's audaciously and boldly declare him over our life situation. He wants to move you from stuck to unstuck. He wants to move you from bondage to freedom. He wants to move you from sickness to healing. He wants to move you from a mountain to a mountain being cast into the sea. Amen, amen, amen. Would you sing, Pastor? my champion giants fall when you stand undefeated every battle you won I am who you say I am you crown me with confidence I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated the one. Come on, you're my champion. You are my champion. 
just fall when you stand defeated Every battle you've won I am who you say I am You crown me with confidence I'm seated In the heavenly place undefeated With the one Come on, you're my champion Father God, I pray for everyone that is standing in this auditorium, everyone on the main floor, up in the balcony, and in the risers, and everyone that is watching on online, that God, that you would move them from being stuck to being unstuck, that you, the great El Gabor, would step into our life situation and bring freedom. I pray, God, that we would boldly and audaciously declare who you are, over our life situation. And today, before we celebrate communion, we pause and we worship you, the mighty one, the mighty, mighty one, the El Gabor, our God Almighty. So God, I pray that this word would resonate in everyone's heart. And I pray that it would be lived out. And I pray that you would bring freedom. I ask it now in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together and celebrate our Lord God. I want you to take right now, if you would, the little container that you received when you came in that holds the emblems. And if you're watching online, if you would get the crackers or bread, the juice. And I pray today that we would never forget what Jesus, our El Gabor, did for us. When he went to a cross some 2,000 years ago, the mighty one paid the price that he didn't owe. He paid a debt he didn't owe. And we owe a debt that we could never pay and we could never do what he did. But he, the son of God, the mighty one, the El Gabor, pushed back sin and brought freedom. He brought freedom and forgiveness. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that El Gabor Jesus came 700 years after this prophecy. And I'm so glad that he came and he died on a cross for our sins. May we never forget. Amen. 
I want every head to be bowed and everyone's eyes to be closed. And even before we partake of these emblems, whether you're on site or online, my question is if today was the day that the El Gabor Jesus came back for his church, or if today was the day that you stepped into eternity, are you ready for heaven? Was there a time, was there a place, was there a moment that you asked Jesus to come into your life? I don't want you to think you're ready. I want you to know that you're ready. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. It's by grace you were saved. And you're standing here today or you're watching online and you can't answer that question that I know that I'm ready. I want to lead you in a prayer today. And we're going to join you as we pray. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I receive you in my life. Today, I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to open your eyes and look this way. I believe there's a number of you right here in this auditorium and right at home online that you accepted Jesus in your life. You made the best decision you can ever make. And if you're here or you're online and you live in the city, join us in the journey. Reach out to us. We want to help you in your new faith journey. And if you're here on site and you accepted Jesus on your way out in a few moments, there's tables at the exit point, friendly people there. We got a Bible for you. It's free, a little booklet for you. It's free. And we want to help you in your, in your spiritual journey. And if you don't attend a life-giving Bible-believing church, join us in the journey here. If you live in the area, if you're from somewhere around the world or another part of Canada, reach out to us and we will help you find a life-giving church in your area. But I want you to take the little wafer and if you're at home, to take the cracker, to take the bread. And Jesus, in an upper room with his disciples, said, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake together of the wafer, the bread that represents the body of Jesus. I want you to peel back that little bit on that cup. And I want you to hold it up. You're holding on to a small cup of juice that represents the blood of Jesus. Jesus said, do this also in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the cup of juice that represents the blood of Jesus. You can put that cup down. Pastor, one more time, lead us a little bit of this song. We're going to focus on the El Gabor, our mighty warrior, our champion, Jesus. You are my champion. The giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I see in the head. Come on, you're my champion. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Everybody. I'm seated 
Father God, I pray that you would seal that word in our hearts today. That God, in a few moments as we walk out of this auditorium, that we would walk out boldly and audaciously, knowing that our El Gabor, our mighty God, is with us. And you are to bring victory. So Lord, I pray that this word would be sealed in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you one more time give a clap offering of praise to the Lord God?